The Amazon River is one of the world's longest rivers and flows through some of the most biologically fascinating places on Earth. It's home to all manner of animals, but what you may not have known is that it's also home to an apex predator. It's not the jaguar, the caiman, or the anaconda, or even the giant otter, it's a dolphin. A pinkish, smiling fish killer. The Amazon River Dolphin uses a well-known but not well-understood method for staying on the hunt in the murky waters of the Amazon. But sometimes, you just gotta use your melon to stay on top, here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. Uh, to check that out, you can visit us on Facebook or Twitter at Healthy Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And thank you to our patrons. Uh, Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, and Carol Raspolich. Thank you so much for your support. You help keep the lights on. And today we're talking about the Pink Panther of the River. But more on that later. That's a good description. Thank you. I was trying to think of what the Pink Panther um, theme song was, and all I could think of was the Adams Family for some reason. It's a very <laughs> famous theme. Yeah, there it is. No, that's the Adams Family. It's similar, though. <laughs> no, is it? What? I don't want to think about it. I'm not going to be able to get there, and it's just going to infuriate listeners. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you want to hear... Do you have names? Uh, yes. So, so, yes, it's called the Amazon River Dolphin, but it's also called the Boto, mm-hmm. the Buffio, 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 Buffio. <laughs> uh, or the Pink River Dolphin. Uh, but we're going to call it here, Dolphin Daredevil and Pinky in the Brain. Interesting. Which will make more sense later. Would you like to hear what science is calling it? Yeah. yeah While I do that, you should take care of your popping peas. You've got popping peas. Oh. All right, fine. I'll get the pop filter back on. Well, it's in the kingdom you all know and love. You know it, you love it, you gotta have it. It's ice cream, it's animalia. The phylum is chordata. The class is mammalia. Uh, it's, you know, because it's Carlos's animal, and he loves mammals. Uh, it's The order is artiodactyla. That's even-toed ungulates, like, you know, horses. Not horses. Um, cows, giraffes, deer... Infra order is cetacea. That's dolphins and whales. And then the family is Aeneidae. And the genus is Aenea. And the species is Jeffreyensis. Jeffrensis. I wonder who discovered this one. Aenea Jeffrensis. You know, sometimes it's people trying to honor other people. Um, that's true. But yeah, that's the Amazon River Dolphin. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, 
critter groups. Oh, sorry, not critter groups. What was the one with the baby names? Baby, baby names. names. Uh, the part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question. Um, when I we already know what the critter group with the uh, the term of entry is, and um, I cannot find a suitable translation for the binomial nomenclature. Plus, I'm sure the species is just Jeffrey. Um, so baby names. What, Joe, is the name of a baby dolphin? Is it A, a calf, B, a porpoiset, C, a fledgling, or D, a drubbin? Other cetaceans, it's for sure a calf. Um, but what about this? A drubbin. Ah, I like drubbin. That sounds silly. Look at the little drubbin. Look at him. Um, I'm going to go with calf, final answer. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. Were you even tempted I, by the other ones? I was tempted by drubbin by a lot. What is drubbin? I I literally made it up um, while I... In that pause that in the, for the beginning. <laughs> I had one. I had one open slot there on, at D, and I could not think of something. You've struck gold. Let's name something a drubbin. So, uh, what did I initially put there? Um. Oh, I put grubbin, but grubbin grubbin's a Pokemon. So then I just changed the G. I was gonna put flubbin, but I already put fledgling, so that's just too similar. So I just put a D there. So yeah, drubbin. Calf is there's so many things that already have calves. So why not why can't they have drubbins? Why can't the Amazon River dolphin have drubbins? They 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 do now. Good. We have that authority. Would you <laughs> when we have that kind of clout, we you know we've made it. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of metrics for when we've made it, but that's one of them. There's a lot of room for terms of venery, I think. Um for for collective nouns we could like i kind of wish that was my full-time job making up collective nouns collective nouns because like there's so many things that are just lumped into big categories and birds get it the best because every single like species or not a species but like small subgroup of birds has its own um you know interesting term of venery but then you have like every fish is just in a school every you know, cetacean is in a pod. And it's like, uh, you know, let's come up with some fun ones for dolphins. A drubbin of Amazon River dolphins. That's true. That could have been a good term of entry as well. It's not typically something like that. It's usually like a confidence. Yeah. I mean, it could still be a, like a gang would of dolphins would work considering how they behave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway... Uh, dolphins have calves. Yeah, same. I got two of them. Would you like to... Speaking of anatomical features, would you like to hear a description? I sure would. The Amazon River... Amazon River dolphins and uh, cetaceans... Uh, are cetaceans, rather, with a fairly typical dolphin shape. But they have some unique qualities because they live in a unique place. 
Um, they have a long, thin snout compared to like a bottlenose dolphin. It's a rostrum, if you will. Um, their dorsal fins have this gradual slope, uh, and they're fairly short, so that that puts that that sets them apart uh, from your bottlenose variety. Um, they have round foreheads, rounded foreheads, almost like a beluga whale. We'll learn more about that later. Mm-hmm. From Carlos, I assume. Yes. They have thick, powerful bodies, even close to the fluke, which is the the tail fins. Or is the fact that they have powerful bodies a fluke? No, it's not. It's intentional. Okay. Uh, Botos have pale gray backs with pink underbellies. That's right, pink. Sometimes they may be white, pale blue, mostly gray, or mostly pink. And actually, their pink skin is a sign of age. As they, The older they get, the pinker they get. And that's because the pinkness is uh, blood vessels close to the skin. Delicious. Love and it. nutritious. But they're the largest river dolphin on the planet. Speaking of large... Let's get into uh, their size in relatable terms. Welcome to the Blob Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, and chattering the words Measure Up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new Measure Up intro this week. We do have some listener interaction, so we're going to talk about that. Oh, nice. Do we get another story? Like no. the caribou story? No. Nora didn't send in a story. But it's not on Nora to carry, the, put the team on her back. We need a new, fun and interesting animal story every week, Nora. No, no. I think Nora <laughs> has set the bar. She needs help from the fellow listeners to carry on the torch. She, you know, it's not all on her. Um, absolutely but that was that was it a, was one a very nice surprise yeah uh we actually have a correction um Ooh. from vishnu on twitter uh says hi in sea cucumber in the sea cucumber podcast you guys said sea fans are echinoderms but they are not they are gorgonians a kind of hmm. octocoral. Also said, and uh, and great fan. Is that a pun? Are they saying they're a great fan? Or are they <laughs> saying sea fans are great fans? Either way, thank you, uh, Vish, Vishnu. Uh, and thanks for letting us know. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I think I was one that said that. But I think um, it was because sea fans can do a similar thing where they um, they harden up or soften up depending on what they like being able to feed. But I think I lumped them in with the other with uh, in kind of echinoderms and uh, they don't belong there. So thank you, Vishnu. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the tasteful thickness of it. Uh, first of all, since we don't have a measure up intro, that means uh, we get to hear from an animal and Carlos has to guess what it is. 
Without further ado, Avita saying goodbye, the listener's favorite part of the show. Okay, hmm. is that a a cooing woman? No. <laughs> Hi, big boy. Not the woman. She sounds like Ursula from George of the Jungle. <laughs> uh, is it A, a domestic pig, B, a domestic yak, C, a domestic pug, or D, a domestic camel? A.K.A. A-, a-, a camel. Yeah, okay. there are none other. No, back, um, back, back in the... camp, uh, camels are not domestic. Oh, dromedaries. There are no... There are no uh, wild dromedary camels. Is it a dromedary? Um, I'm gonna go with pig. Which is funny that you mentioned a pug, because my sister-in-law has a pug that she has named Pig. <laughs> 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 so yes, the answer. I think it's a domestic pig. Final answer. Yep. Incorrect. It's a yak. In fact, it's a baby. Goodness. It might have thrown you because it sounded small, but that's because it's a baby. It's probably about pig sized. I, it, it was a, it was a dark horse because I have no idea what, what a yak sounds like. They're often called pig cattle because they oink. I I didn't hear any oinks, but I heard some grunting. They oink and grunt like, like, sort of like pigs, but let's get into the length uh, males are sometimes 50% larger than females. They are definitely larger, um, but they tend to be around 2.5 meters or 8.2 feet. How many Amazon River dolphins go into the distance? Edward Stafford walked to become the first person to walk the length of the Amazon River in 2010. Here's a hint, and it's an important distinction. Additionally, to the length of the river, Stafford walked from the Pacific Ocean to find the river's source. If he had to cross the river at any point, he would walk back to the perpendic- to be perpendicular to the starting point so that he would not use any of the river's flow to aid in his journey. Now, we don't have like an exact distance based on all the backtracking, but like basically... The length the of the length. river plus the length to the Pacific Ocean from the source. So essentially, the the length of the width of the continent. The width of the continent. Because it goes that direction. Wow. I'm going to say 4,000 miles. So, my answer is 2.5 million dolphins Dolphins. final answer he walked 2.5 million dolphin lengths final answer the correct answer is 2.9 million dolphins whoa (laughs) that is uh that is almost a win i think i would say that's a pretty pretty because the correct and the correct uh length stafford walked was 4,490 miles yeah 
Wow, that was close. Uh, that might be a W. You think it's a W? <laughs> Pretty close to a W. Yeah. Wow, that is um, that's a long way to walk. I'm just trying to picture him just like getting through the like the the brush, like the jungle on either side. Yeah, that's why it's pretty impressive. He's like not one of these just kayakers straight... just floating around the li- river. So easy. <laughs> We've talked about that before, right? Kayakers on have the we? Amazon. I think so. Let's talk. I w- have gone um, whitewater rafting on the Amazon. Fun. It was cold. Interesting. Let's talk weight. They're between they're they're about 185 kilograms, which is 408 libs. 408 um, left leaning politicians. Just kidding. Pounds. Uh, Um, If an Amazon River dolphin found a group of large red bellied piranha, how many would uh, he be able to eat? If he ate its weight, if he ate his weight in piranha, I didn't put the pronoun, but it's definitely a he because the he's are the ones that are 408 pounds. Okay. Red bellied piranhas are a respectable fish in terms of size. I'm good. It's good. I know they command respect, but I thought I always thought that was out of fear. (laughs) Um, they're, they're, they're the most Machiavellian fish. Like Jabba um, the Hutt uh, ruled with, though Jabba the Hutt ruled with fear, the red-bellied piranha will rule with respect. Did you, did you just bring that trash into <laughs> my show? <laughs> I think some people like it. They no, must. no one likes the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Everyone hates it. <laughs> Apparently the last couple episodes were pretty good. Haven't watched them. The first three were just absolute garbage. Anyway. <laughs> Next you're going to tell me that Bib Fortuna did a good job. I just, I'm fresh off the heels of watching it. So the references are are crystallized in my mind. And the wounds are still fresh. Just wait till Danny Trejo shows up. Maybe I can make um, it up with a hint. The piranha travel in shoals and may even engage in pack hunting. But cooperative hunting has not been observed definitively. I know that doesn't help at all, but if it's possible for an Amazon River... has been observed. Yes. It's just not cooperative. But there's no tiny men with shotguns saying clever girl because they were tricked by a red-bellied piranha. Or regular sized men with shotguns. No sizes, actually. It would really help uh, to not have to extend the the stock of your shotgun as slowly as possible. Yeah. Um, that, that would help your survival skills. But, you know, Muldoon just didn't know. He's not like the, you know, the gamekeeper or anything like that. He's not like other girls. <laughs> um, the clever girls. All right, I'm going to say a pound, I guess. I'll say two pounds. So 204 is the answer, is my answer. 204 um, red-bellied piranhas go into the weight of a large male Amazon river dolphin. Final answer? Yep. 
The correct answer is 47.4. Oh, wow. They are a lot heavier than I thought. They're eight, eight pounds. Three, 3.9 kilograms or 8.6 pounds. See, I was, I was picturing like a, like a, like a, like an Oscar. Yeah. Fish. Even, even though I know how big it is, that's what I picture when I think of this. But I guess I should have more been picturing like a bass. Yeah. A big bass. Battlestar Galactica. Would you like to hear some fast facts? Yeah. Compared to other dolphins, the Amazonians have very flexible necks and flexible everything else. Common dolphins, I'm not call I'm not denigrating them. That's just a species of dolphin. Uh, have basic basic dolphins fused vertebrae in their cervical spine. And I think so do we. Don't we? Fused cervical spine vertebrae. Uh, I but, think that's giraffes. But your ocean um, dolphins are built for speed in the open ocean. So forward momentum is the name of the game. Botos have unfused cervical vertebrae, which allow them to move through tangled branches and roots quickly. And in the murky water, you're going to have to sometimes follow shoals into uh, sticks and branches and mangroves and all kinds of stuff. So you got to be agile. They also, also spend more time uh, in shallow water. Apparently, um, only the vertebra of the sacrum and the coccyx are fused in humans. So we do have at least two or one fusing of two things. Accor- according to the Mayfield Clinic. Their pectoral fins are large and their body shape also help to increase their maneuverability in water. Living in a river with a div- with a diversity of species, botos have an incredibly varied diet, uh, especially compared to other cetaceans. They eat more than fifty kinds of fish, and they also eat turtles and crabs. Whatever the Amazon nice. has, they is, are, are served up on the menu. So there's apparently a place in the Amazon where you can go to like this floating barge or floating like dock. And like the dolphins know that people go there to feed them. And you can like get in the water with these guys and feed wild dolphins. I've never done one of those dolphin experience things. Neither have I. My sister has. But it's never really appealed to me. The, the guy from river monsters did it and it looks it looks kind of crazy because they are like very eager and fighting one another to get the fish. So it's probably pretty easy for you to lose a th- finger or something. Yeah, or accidentally get drugged down to the bottom. But he got nipped in the thumb and it didn't like come off or anything. Um, so they don't see very well, which is fine because there's often not much to see in the murky waters of the Amazon. Uh, more on what they do instead later. They are considered endangered and their numbers are dwindling, particularly due to encroachment from human populations into their habitat. People just building those houses in the middle of the Amazon River. Yeah. It's probably more like boating and fishing. Those Amazon River trees. But that's all I got for that. You got anything else interesting? 
I do. I've got the, the major fact, which I probably should have come up with a name for it. I guess we'll, we'll call it Dolphin Daredevil, which is one of the names I gave to the... Um, gave to the dolphin in the first place but yeah it still fits dolphin daredevil so we've talked about several different cetaceans on this show humpback whales pilot whales killer whales bottlenose dolphins all kinds of fun stuff but some of these particularly the porpoises uh have an ability called echolocation and that's a trait that is not necessarily unique to dolphins or even cetaceans in general bats are known for using bio, uh biological sonar and we've covered the vampire bat but never the echolocation part i just mentioned it uh and there are a few species of birds that use echolocation and regardless the amazon river dolphin is one of these special few these uh happy few (laughs) uh to possess uh these daredevil powers um if you don't know echolocation is the ability uh, that an animal has to get precise information about its environment and what's in it simply by hearing. It involves sending out sound waves at various frequencies in a direction and then being able to tell what and where things are around you based on the sound waves that bounce back because sound bounces back. Uh, and so this requires the ability to emit these sounds, the ability to detect them in the way back, and the ability to turn that into information that's helpful. Um, because we can emit sounds, we can hear the sounds that come back, but we get very little information, um, like spatial information from that, meaning sp- spatial meaning like location of things around you. Um, as humans, we can kind of guesstimate how far something is from us based on the sound it makes and the how loud that sound is um and the direction it's coming in you know where where it is that's why marco polo is just is a game that is possible but uh the only reason it's fun is because we're not that good at it um the amazon river dolphin on the other hand can tell just by sound where something is what it is what it's doing and what its zodiac sign is uh in theory it's just as good as seeing with their eyes and i don't know if you've ever seen the crimson chin version of daredevil the ben affleck one (laughs) um but there's that there's a scene where he's in the rain and you know daredevil is is blind um and he can hear he can use he uses echolocation on every single raindrop that hits around him so he can paint this perfect matrix looking picture in his brain um, based on all of the information he's getting from this echolocation. A world on um, fire. You listen to the music of the world. I just uh, referenced the good Daredevil. I have not seen the Ben Affleck Daredevil in a long time. And I don't want it's to. It's pretty kooky. There's a better one. And Although, is Ben Affleck a better Daredevil or Batman? <laughs> I don't know. Let's get off on that tangent. Um, So this allows users of echolocation to navigate their environment, find food, and avoid becoming food without needing to use their eyes to see at all. Um, So dolphins can hunt, evade predators, and even find each other at night in or in murky water conditions which is especially helpful for the amazon river dolphin or really anything that lives in the amazon seeing as it's for a good portion of it just a brown like 
river. It looks like it looks like the only river, the, the only place where water is churned by water or uh, chocolate is churned by waterfall. It looks like that disgusting river that they put in the movie. Um, that Augustus Gloop almost drowns in. You know they that that um, whatever they put in that in that river on set s- smelled to high heaven. Really, <laughs> it wasn't actual chocolate. Obviously, wasn't chocolate. Um, but the dye or something in there, like the 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 actors all commented on how nasty it smelled in there after a couple days of shooting. Doesn't Augustus Gloop? Uh- shovel spoonfuls of it handfuls of it into his mouth maybe he wasn't actually putting it in his mouth or still something like that or maybe that was the first day of shooting when everything seemed fine and then after they'd been there for a little while because i mean several parts of the movie are shot on this river so they they do like the boat scene and all that stuff it's later on um so yeah anyway a little, little, little uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory trivia f- for you. But if you ever look up a picture of the Amazon River, you're going to see some that, l- that look like it's crystal clear, but um, most of its length is kind of this murky brown, um, you know, sediment-filled water. And like I said, I went uh, whitewater rafting on a tributary of the Amazon River in Peru, and let me tell you, it was brown. So if you're swimming around in there, um, it's going to be really, really hard for you to see where you're going, where things are, um, and it's going to be difficult to just do anything. And if the Amazon River Dolphin needed to see where it was going to do anything, it would not get very far. It wouldn't be able to find food very well, and it definitely wouldn't be able to find like other dolphins, mates, and things like that. Um, so fortunately for them, uh, the Amazon River Dolphin is an apex predator in its ecosystem, so it doesn't need to keep an eye out for bigger baddies. All right. I guess jaguars and anacondas and giant otters and caimans and all of the big baddies in the Amazon, uh, just they don't feel like chowing down on old Pinky. So, the question is, how does echolocation work? Because, like I said, we've talked about several animals that use it, but we've never really dive, uh, had a deep dive into it. And it's pretty fascinating. So that, like, big bulbous forehead that you mentioned in the description, like the Neanderthalish head, like in the Futurama episode where he becomes, Fry becomes a Neanderthal, he gets this big, his forehead juts out. Um, the... So that that part of their forehead is actually a sensitive organ called the melon. <laughs> it's just melon. That's what it's, it's, I guess it's where it comes from. This where we call our head our melon, not because like it could be squished like a melon, like in the fly, but uh, because that's actually what they call this organ in the in, in cetaceans. It's full of uh, fat and fluid. And it acts as a focusing lens, uh, but for sound instead of visible light. So the dolphin emits these high-frequency sounds from its nose, um, and then that sound is forced through the melon and then into the water. Um, And then when the sound 
goes through the water and hits something, a fish, a rock, the, the river floor, the surface, a plant, whatever. Um, it bounces back to the dolphin uh, like an echo. It's echo location um so it'll whenever it hits something it loses some of its energy changes its frequency and bounces back um and the dolphin receives these new frequency sounds in its lower jaw so it emits them from its nose goes through its melon out into the water hits something lowers its frequency comes back and receives it in the lower jaw which also has fat and fluid like similar to the melon also works to, to focus that sound. And then it travels through the jawbone up into the inner ear, which is connected by nerves to the brain, like ears tend to be. And the sound is then translated into an actual visu visual, as far as they can tell, image, much like the Ben Affleck uh, Matrix vision thing. I keep calling it the Matrix thing. It's when, uh, when Neo is the one he sees the matrix around him um but that's that, that's the same it seems like the same scene to me um uh but yeah so apparently they they actually see without seeing um at first i thought they could just tell kind of like oh like you you smell something and it's like oh it's pancakes like i guess i i don't see the pancakes i just i just associate that smell with pancakes i know it's pancakes uh or hear a dog barking it's like i i know that's a dog barking but they 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 don't just like gather information from that it actually paints a map in their head um and then they use this to navigate and hunt um they can also produce low frequency sounds uh but they use these uh as uh ways these like chirps and things to communicate with each other so when we hear uh dolphins making these like um you know uh yeah uh, chirps and singing sounds that's them communicating with each other they have these super high frequency clicks um and screeches that uh, a lot of times we can't even hear because they're too high frequency and that's that's for the the big leagues that's for the echolocation um and uh some dolphins can even see quote unquote see objects the size of ping pong balls from as much as a football field away in the water which is wow pretty interesting um and also because we are mostly made up of water the dolphins can kind of see through us uh humans in the water around them um so they can see like our tissue our muscle and bones you know like the stuff that isn't water it kind of works as like an ultrasound or an x-ray um and by the way that's how this is how ultrasounds work uh they they you know the the only, I mean, I know there's they use ultrasounds for all kinds of things, but the one I'm most familiar with is um, prenatal ultrasounds. Um, right. But they, basically, they kidney stones. They fire sound waves into uh, you know the the area that they want to to see in the body, and whatever comes back, uh, it takes that and paints a visual picture. So basically, like imagine that is what a a dolphin sees about the world around them. Um, which to me would be chaotic and confusing because I have no idea what's happening on an ultrasound. <laughs> the doctor's like, hey, look, there's his hand. I'm like, excuse me? What did you say about it's my a, son? <laughs> I agree. It's a Rorschach test. <laughs> it's, this is just absolute madness. 
It's a broiling, bubbling cauldron of of uh, gray. That's all I see. Um. Although th th at some at some points there was like, okay, I definitely see a face there. So, but ninety percent of the time I was very confused. Fortunately, dolphins are not confused and they can navigate. Um, but they can uh, anyway. So if a human is in the water with them. Um, they can specifically detect things, anomalies like metal rods or pins, uh, or artificial body parts. So, um, I didn't get into the specifics of this test, but they can differentiate between people who have, um, uh, different people and then categorize them based on whether or not they have these artificial body parts, which to me is pretty rude, but it's something that dolphins do. Um, so they they can I don't know they they like push buttons or chirp in a certain way. Dolphins they're, they're very smart, so um, they can they can tell when like hey this is a normal person without any sort of extra stuff, and then this wait no this person that just came in front of me they've got uh, like you know a, a pin in their knee, so I'm gonna chirp. So that's that's probably how that study went. Um, <clears throat> And uh, dolphins can only echolocate underwater. This doesn't work on uh, through the air. This is because sound travels almost five times faster through the water than it does through the air. Um, and then temperature and salinity, aka salt levels, uh, can change the effectiveness of echolocation, just like the temperature and pressure of the atmosphere can affect how sound travels through it. Air, at least. So yeah, that is the... That's an overview of echolocation. We still don't fully get it. Specifically, like, how it translates into the mental picture for them, obviously. it That is hard to even, like, imagine. But, like, yeah, it, it's, it's like, it really is like sonar, like a, um, like a submarine would use. So, I, the only thing I can imagine is the Matrix kind of looking thing where everything's just green and dots and stuff um but i don't know it's probably probably color doesn't have a huge doesn't play a huge role um but yeah that's the uh that's the amazon river dolphin really it's an echolocation thing a dolphin echolocation thing but uh the amazon river dolphin is a big weird looking pink freshwater dolphin um technically a toothed whale so it's just hey if you didn't know if there that there were big pink dolphins in the in the amazon now you do this was i forgot to mention in the beginning this this was a suggestion another suggestion from my brother-in-law caleb so thank you caleb he's another one that's putting the team on his back yeah anytime like we get together he's i'm like hey do you have you like heard of any animals and he gives me like five or six huh <laughs> taking out like doing all the work for me but yeah that's all i got anything else that's all i got all right so for you out there in podcastia that was the amazon river dolphin so pinkin as you age stay on top of the food chain and screech and click until you find what you were looking for like the amazon river dolphin here in life death and taxonomy
Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Podcast. <laughs> fun. It's fun enough that he's pink. It's fun enough that pink. And I couldn't make a whole thing on the fact that he was pink. Like, no, but it is fun. Yes.